I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on v the Sports Betting Network, and we've got three absolutely tremendous hours coming up for you as we're hitting it all tonight. All forms of basketball, we're touching on some golf, we're going to be taking a look at some soccer, list goes on and on. So we've got some great guests to be able to join us along the way as Tom Casali and Justin Perry are going to be joining me in 15 minutes. We're going to be diving into the college basketball board that we're getting on Thursday, and Probably going to give them a question or two just on how they gauge conference tournaments because now it is that time that it is March. It is currently the mayhem before the madness. I think it's personally maddening what we're all seeing. It is, in my opinion, just absolutely rambunctious, but we certainly have a lot that's going on right now. Justin Perry does great work over at Shot Quality Bets. Tom Casale does terrific work over at Action Network. They're going to be joining me, so... We're going to look at some strategy. We're going to look at some bets. So we're going to get you guys covered with a little bit of everything and going to talk a little pro basketball with Megan Payton as well. She does a great job over at Wager Talk, taking a look at the NBA. Obviously does an amazing job taking a look at the NFL as well. So we'll throw her a question or two, taking a look at this NFL offseason as well. So we've got that on tap in hour number one. Hour number two, Anthony DeBundo and Brad Thomas are going to be joining me. Both of these men do a tremendous job taking a look at the beautiful game of soccer. Anthony is over there at Action Network. Brad Thomas, he does great work over at NBC Sports Bet. And we're going to be joined by Brad to also talk about 
what we're going to be seeing on the links this week. Try to get you guys some winners in golf as it's always fun to be able to take a look there as the Arnold Palmer Invitational is going to get going. So no shortage of, shall we say, more of the ancillary sports that are coming to the forefront. That's going to be in our number two. And then in our number three, Scott Reichel, who does great work at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's going to be joining me to talk a little NBA and it is a very interesting NBA landscape. We saw Kevin Durant make his debut with the Phoenix Suns. He was able to have 23 in a win for the Phoenix Suns in his debut. So we shall see how that thing is going to marinate. And I do think that it is always so interesting taking a look at these moving pieces and how quickly some of these teams are slash are not going to mesh because the Suns, well... They pretty much should have been a practice for them against the Charlotte Hornets. 105-91 was the final in this one. Let's call it what it is with the Charlotte Hornets not having LaBella Ball out there. Just a helpless situation for them. The closing line in a lot of places was right around 10 and a half or so. So you were able to get there with the Phoenix Suns. But it does lead into the question, when the Suns play teams that aren't named the Charlotte Hornets, how are things going to go? And... I always do think that with basketball, chemistry is so key. But at the same time, you've got to figure that Kevin Durant probably does have a little bit of just banked experience with regards to a few of the guys on the team. Because having played with Team ESA, I'm sure that he's played with Chris Paul a little bit with that regard. That is going to be able to help them out. And it's just so key in basketball. It's a big reason why when it comes to more of the uh, sort of basketball that I take a look at, college basketball, it's why you typically look at more senior-laden teams, more just veteran teams when it comes to when it comes to March Madness, when it comes to college basketball, and it's why those teams can be a little bit more trustworthy when you've been able to know who you're passing to for each of the last four years. You know exactly what the moves of your main low-post guy is. I think that that is so important to take a look at, and it's why we've seen a lot of these freshman lane teams, a lot of these teams that are built on transfers that they're in year one. Now we saw Baylor a few years ago. They were headlined by a bunch of transfers, but most of those guys were in the program for multiple years. And that is probably an angle that you do want to be taking a look at because these teams that they build via the transfer portal, I do think are teams that can be trustworthy as long as they've had a little bit of experience together. You don't want something that is just cobbled up together. Also always take a look at some familiarity as well because there is going to be a lot of players that they enter into the transfer portal and they follow a assistant coach that becomes a head coach like we're seeing that with the Northwestern State Demons, a team that I think has a solid chance of being able to win in the Southland Conference. I always think that that is a good angle to be taking a look at and I do think that it makes things just so interesting in terms of this college basketball landscape as well because you are able to get a fresh and polished product when it comes to being able to hit the transfer portal line, it's just like in the NBA as well. Because in the NBA, I've been mentioning on this show quite a bit ever since the trade deadline. Look at these teams that they keep a lot of the core together, but they add that one piece. Like a great example of this last year actually was the North Carolina Tar Heels. It was year number one for a new coaching regime after Roy Williams steps down. Hubert Davis, he had a lot of the pieces that were there from the previous year, but they added one big cog, and that was Brady Manick. Brady Manick came in. He proved to be a massive difference maker, and I think that we're seeing this year 
just what he meant to North Carolina. Without him in the fold, they just have not been the same team. Pete Nance has tried to take over that role, and it hasn't been going as well for Pete Nance as it did for Brady Manick. But, I mean, that's a prime example. You kept a lot of the pieces that were already there. You add in their one big piece, boom, you know what? You've got yourself something nice. In the NBA, same thing holds true. I will continue to throw it out there. And if anyone is able to find me the example, please do let me know because perhaps I am forgetting something, but I don't think I am on this one. The last team that made that big trade deadline move, and I'm not talking about trading for like a number three, number four score that's giving you like 10 points off the bench. I'm talking about like a Russell Westbrook type move to the LA Clippers because that's one that I would not consider to be a blockbuster. Russell Westbrook is a big time player, but it's Kawhi Leonard and Paul George's team. Russell Westbrook is probably going to be a number three score at best, most likely on that team or just a number three contributor in general. Maybe he's the number two score, but you've got Kawhi Leonard, Paul George really being the biggest cogs on that team. But I do take a look at a team like the Phoenix Suns picking up a guy like a Kevin Durant and just makes me very hesitant on that. Just like I'm always hesitant with those teams that they do add those big pieces via the transfer portal. Like Kansas last year, they were the team that won the NCAA tournament. Did Kansas add a few pieces via the transfer portal to be able to help them out? Absolutely. But you know what they were built around? Kevin McCuller, or not not Kevin McCuller. They were built around Jalen Wilson and all those guys that left the program a season ago. And you know what? They did pick up one piece via the transfer portal that was able to do some nice things, that was able to help them out in Remy Martin. But once again, a number three, number four score that as March went along, he was able to get more and more in tune with his team. And I think that's part of it as well. With Remy Martin, you may recall from that Kansas team last year, he was pretty much in Bill Self's doghouse for much of the year. It was not going well for him. And then... He was able to get a little bit healthier. He was dealing with some injuries. When he came back, he very much embraced the team style. He was able to do a nice job of filling the role that was carved out for him by the coaching staff, and boom. All of a sudden, you had yourself a well-oiled machine in Kansas, and that is part of the reason why I did decide to fill up my bracket with Kansas being able to win the whole thing because they had a lot of experience and they had that one guy in Cordy, or they had that one guy in Remy Martin that was stepping up at just the right time. So I always think that that is very interesting to take a look at. And what else is always very interesting to take a look at as well is these teams and whether or not they're going to be able to just have rest going into March Madness as well. Because I always do think that it's the hardest thing to do when it comes to filling out your bracket because we are going to be seeing more of the major conference tournaments come to the forefront next week. Right now, we're dealing with things like the West Coast Conference Tournament, which obviously we're going to be seeing Gonzaga, St. Mary's play within the next few days, and those are teams that are going to be competitors to be able to make a run in March. But right now, it is more about like the Patriot League Tournament, the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament, the NEC. You're able to go down the list. But when it comes to more of these teams in major conferences do you want to be banking on the team that makes that big run that perhaps wins their conference tournament or do you want to be taking a look at the team that maybe bowed out a little bit earlier but that means that they get a little bit of extra rest and I feel like we've gotten good examples on both sides of it we all remember 
those runs that those UConn teams made to be able to win the title. They're teams that I think are very fascinating with this regard, that good old Kemba Walker run they made in the Big East tournament, and then they go to the NCAA tournament, and boom, they win the whole thing. And at the same time, I just take a look through the last few champions that we've been getting, and a lot of these teams, it feels like they win a game or two, but they don't necessarily win the whole thing. And those are the teams I think are sort of in that sweet spot. You don't want a team that comes in in really bad form that got crushed by like 20 points by like the eight seed in their conference tournament. And at the same time, if a team is able to win their conference tournament, they have like an overtime slobber docker. Typically that doesn't result very well. Like I still recall Iowa, what they were able to do in the big 10 conference tournament last year. We thought, man, you know what? Iowa's a team that's really ascending. And we all remember all those people that were taking Iowa to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. Granted, part of that was just they laid an egg with regards to the three-point shooting in that game against Richmond. But they won as many games in the NCAA tournament as Greg Peterson. Part of that might be, well, trusting in Fran McCaffrey in March just has not paid off for really anyone ever that's just not been a great situation to say the least, but I do think that it is very interesting to take a look at that aspect of things as well as things are starting to come to the forefront. Just saying, two weeks from now, we're going to be breaking down NCAA tournament games. That is going to be glorious, but before we get to that madness, we've got the mayhem of conference tournaments. Tom Casale does great work at Action Network. Justin Perry, who does amazing work over at Action Network. They're going to be joining me next. We're going to be taking a look at some conference tournament action and so much more right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. 
A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSN experts have got you covered. Become a VSN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSN show us and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN, betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, bets, bets, daily props, and so much more. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99. That's at VSIN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and great to be joined by our two guests. We've got Justin Perry, who does great work over at Chalk Quality Bets. Along with Tom Casale, he does great work over at Action Network. And gentlemen, we are in March now. It is the best month of year, in my opinion. And Tom, I'll lead off with you. Does your handicapping change at all when it comes to these conference tournaments? Because we're going to be seeing a lot of games played in neutral court environments. Some of them are pretty much football stadiums. Some of them are Bojangles Coliseum out there in the Big South, the most delicious venue, in my opinion, in all of college basketball. But that said, do you change your approach a little bit when it comes to these games and conference tournaments? Yeah, I think you have to. Even these last two weeks of the regular season, I think are really, really tough. You know, I was going to take the week off. I probably should have. This is a tough time to bet college basketball because a lot of the early edges we had, uh, guys who watch the close uh, the sport closely and follow it, I think they're gone now. And so I actually spend most of this time looking at conference tournaments instead of this final week of the season, just kind of seeing where where I think there's spots. You know, for me, my strategy is in these smaller conferences, I try to stay away from these really deep conferences, like the Sun Belt, for instance. 
The Sun Belt's loaded. There's like five teams I want to bet to win the Sun Belt Conference. So when we get in these mid-majors, I try to look for opportunities where they're not, where the conference isn't so deep that four, five, six teams have a legitimate chance to win it. I do think that that's a good approach to take in. Certainly, there is a lot of pressure on a lot of these teams when it comes to this time of year. And Justin, do you change your approach a little bit when it comes to conference tournament time? You know, I think there is definitely something to be said for some of those more loaded conferences taking like a really far out favorite. You're looking at the Sun Belt, like a team like Texas State, uh, that type of uh, run. They're getting like 100 to 1 odds right now. Like that's the type of ticket I would look at in a conference like that before I'm taking a look at a team like Louisiana or Southern Miss or everyone's on like South South Alabama, USA. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of value on the board, but you have to like know where to look. I do like looking at some of the conferences where it's like a two or three team race, uh, and, and trying to get into the structure of the tournament as well, you know, double buys and everything really help those top seeds. I do think that it is so interesting to take a look at some of the smaller tournaments. And I know that you, Tom, have taken a look at a little bit of horizon league with myself in the past and. I know that a team that I've gravitated to quite a bit this year is UW-Milwaukee. They're going to be playing host to Wright State, and it's not very common that you find a conference tournament game where you have it on a true home venue and the home team is the underdog like we've got with UW-Milwaukee. Right now, Wright State is a two-point favorite total. A lot of places is right around about a 158.5. What do you make out of this game, and would this be a spot where you'd be willing to back the home underdog? Yeah, well, I'm expecting some points, that's for sure. The the Horizon League is interesting because, you know, I've been a Youngstown State fan all season, but I think they're kind of a short favorite in that conference where I think multiple teams can come from further back and compete. You know, Northern Kentucky started the year off slowly. They play that slow down, grind it out pace. But when you look at this Milwaukee Wright State game, I think you're going to get a fast game. Um, the only thing that scares me a little bit about um, Milwaukee um, going further into the is, is they have struggled on the road recently. You know, I had them the one night against uh, Youngstown getting like nine and a half. I needed a 49 and a half in that game, uh, but they're going to push the pace. I like Milwaukee in this game. I, I agree with you. I, I think they're a team that fits well in the tournament setting. Uh, they they push the ball. I, I, I think they get by this game. It'll be interesting to see what they can do if they do win it. I do think that it's such a fascinating conference tournament. And I'll go back to you on this one, Tom. What do you make out of some of these conference tournaments where there's just a history in the Ryzen League where the board never holds the form? Like, we're talking about UW-Milwaukee. I still remember their one year with Laval Jordan. They got to the title game, and I think that they were the dead last seed in the Ryzen League tournament. Now, they used to play a lot more of these games that I believe it's like Little Caesars Field or something like that, where I mean, it was just a masonry event, one brick at a time, every single Horizon League <laughs> tournament game. Now they play quite a few more of these games on a lot of true home courts to be able to mitigate some of that. And then the semifinals and the finals are played more on a neutral court. But what do you make out of some of these tournaments that traditionally the favorites don't pull it off? Yeah, and I think you look at a league like the Horizon, and I just don't see a lot separating like five or six of these teams. Like you look at the SoCon, I think there's three teams there. 
Samford, Furman, and Greensboro. I think one of those three teams is going the NCAA tournament. But a t uh, conference like the Horizon, you know, Detroit sitting there like 15 to 1. Uh, they've been really competitive. They can be anybody on any night. So I think that's why when you look at a, look at a conference like the Horizon, you see some of those upsets. But I don't think it, traditionally and historically we've seen a dominant team, a dominant two teams. It's pretty even throughout. A lot of the games are close. And I expect a similar uh, tournament this year. Listen, I'd love to get Youngstown State in the tournament. Uh, they're one of my favorite teams to watch. But I got a suspicion that they might not make it through. Plus 190 is a little short on the Penguins. Yep, I do agree with you there. And at that point, you might as well just be doing a money line rollover because I think that you'd be able to get a better payout than plus 190. So I'm in total agreement with you there. And Justin, what do you make out of the Ryzen League tournament? And are there any games for, for Thursday that you're going to be taking a look at? Because one that definitely caught my eye was that UW-Milwaukee game. And then I do take a look at that Youngstown versus Detroit game. And there's just so much there because Antoine Davis is going for the all-time scoring record. So you know that there's going to be a lot of guys on Detroit. They're going to do everything humanly possible for one, him to be able to get that record. And for two, to be able to prolong their season, especially if Antoine Davis is sitting there with like 22 points with a minute remaining and you're in the final minute, you know that they're going to do everything possible to pull out all the stops. That way he gets one more chance. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to be in in contention for it. I mean, he put up over 30 points last time out. He's a machine. And the Horizon's great. I'm really excited about the matchup. I mean, the Oakland matchup, I think, is going to be a great one here for Northern Kentucky. They're actually, Northern Kentucky is one of my favorite teams right now. If you're looking at a future here, this is, again, there's a lot of teams in the race here. Cleveland State isn't too shabby themselves. There's a lot going on. Shot quality ranks Northern Kentucky as the top team in this conference. So just an interesting way to approach it. Um, Milwaukee, actually one of the teams that we have as the luckiest. They are expected to be about 18% worse on their record, getting about five wins uh, on aggregate less in our expectations. So I wouldn't be shocked to see Milwaukee struggle a little. And I don't know. It's going to be a great tournament, though. Um, I think the other one, I think what Youngstown State's playing, right? Um, yeah. Or... That one, I mean, again, I'm just a little bit not sold on the price we're getting for Youngstown, whether it's for the futures or for that game. I think you're probably better off just either staying away or like taking the points against because they're probably looking to win. Uh, we've seen some, you know, favorites actually covering a lot, but this is a little bit more of an open tournament. So I would lean towards the points and expecting this to just be a survival type of tournament as it usually is. Yep. And I do think that it's so interesting to take a look at the Ryzen League because that's a tournament where I'm sort of split on taking some favorites, taking some underdogs. The one tournament that I found that for this Thursday that I'm going to be taking a lot of favorites in is actually the Sun Belt because you do have some tighter lines with regards to a lot of these. And we did see Arkansas State and Texas State be able to survive in advance. Two very slow teams and two teams are outside the top 200 in terms of points a lot on a per possession basis. Tom, what did you make out of these matchups that we're going to be seeing in the Sun Belt on Thursday? Because I know that it's become very trendy to take a look at South Alabama, but especially in a three that I'm seeing right now, I think that that's some relatively solid value. 
Yeah, I was a little surprised by that opening number on South Alabama. I think there's just there, there's a lot of a lot of people interested in the Jaguars. Listen, they're playing well. They played well down the stretch. But again, this is a tough conference. Uh, you know, I I don't really I don't really like them to win this conference. And that's a tough opening game against Appalachian State. I, I think it's kind of an even matchup. You know the. The team Justin mentioned, uh, Texas State, is playing Old Dominion. I think that's an interesting game. Texas State can really, they play, both those teams play a slow pace, uh, you know, in the type 50s, low 60s kind of game. Uh, Texas State's been disappointing this year, but I kind of agree with Justin a little bit. 100 to 1 in, in this field, uh, going to play a slow down game with Old Dominion. I lean the Bobcats here. And we've got two totals in that Sunbelt tournament for Thursday that are all between 130 and 134.5, and, and I'm firing up four under. So I'm right there with you there. I do think we're going to get a slow pace, but nothing is slow pace when we've got Justin Perry and Tom Casali coming in next. We're going to continue to take a look at the Thursday card with them right here on the Great Gears and Experience on Visa, the Sports Bay Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or they don't provide the satisfaction that you are looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches are different because they are made with six simple ingredients and are completely tobacco leaf free, plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store that is nearest you at Zen.com. That's ZYN.com today in a warning that this product does contain nicotine and nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be rejoined by Tom Casale. Does great work over at Action Network. Likewise for Justin Perry over at Shot Quality Best. And Justin, I know that you were diving into the Atlantic Sun a little bit. You were talking to me off air about... Uh, you're loving this conference tournament, and there's one matchup that you like, and there's one matchup that I like. You're on a little bit more Lipscomb versus Kennesaw State. I really like this Eastern Kentucky versus Liberty game. Eastern Kentucky knocked off Liberty once. Last time these two teams played, they held within 10 on the opposing floor of Liberty. I think that Eastern Kentucky is going to be able to uh, is going to be able to cover the 13 that I'm seeing. Take me through what you like in uh, Lipscomb versus Kennesaw State. Yeah, so with Lipscomb, Kennesaw State, I'm looking at the points just to start off the day with this uh, Atlantic Sun tournament. It's going to be a lot of fun, honestly. I think that we're going to see a, a good game here. We saw you know, Kennesaw struggle a little bit with Queens, and they're at home here, so maybe getting a little bit too much respect for that. This is still a tournament game. Lipscomb looked great against Stetson. I think they're going to bring in that nice form and they're going to actually give them a run for their money shot quality is going to project this as a lipscomb win so i wouldn't be uh against looking at the money line i think it's a nice spot there to get some plus money but four and a half feels like the right way to do it uh kennesaw has been very good at home but lipscomb has won i think for the last five meetings between these teams if you like your school histories so uh they might be a little bit more in the position to get that done but kennesaw did win the most recent matchup i'm, I'm definitely going to take the points i just think this one's going to be tightly contested could go either way likely comes down to a you know a couple free throws at the end of the game so i'll take the four and a half in a scenario like that 
Oh, I do think that this is going to be such a fascinating matchup. And Tom, how about if we go to the uh, if we go to the Missouri Valley Conference with you? Because I take a look at the Missouri Valley Conference tournament, and we were talking about co- conference tournament histories a little bit more. And I've noticed one thing with the Missouri Valley Conference tournament under Palooza. It's going to be played at the Enterprise Center once again. And how much do you make out of the venue itself that some of these conference tournaments are played at? Because I just noticed every single team that plays on the Enterprise Center floor, they magically forget how to shoot. I mean, I don't know what it is. And we're seeing quite a few relatively decent totals here, like Valparaiso versus Mary State. That totals north of 140. You've got the Illinois State versus Northern Iowa game between 134 and a half, 135 and a half. And I like a lot of unders aside from an Indiana State team that really doesn't take a lot of threes and just bonsai charges the rim. Yeah, there's something about that place. I don't know if the rim's crooked. Uh, it even makes a weird noise when the ball hits it. Like, I don't know if it's the echoes, but it, it just, every time you watch a game there, it screams under, doesn't it? So, yeah, you're right. Plus, you know, you look at the top two teams, Drake and Bradley, who both can really play d- defense. Uh, I think you are going to see some lower scoring games. I, I know it's not a high total, but that Northern Iowa Illinois State game, I, I think, is going to go under the 134. And, and I agree. One team you're going to want to stay away from in that is, is Indiana State. They just, you know, they they press they press the pace, they score. Uh, so I would stay away from them. But anything else, like Bradley's a really slow it down defensive team. Southern Illinois likes to grind it out. So I agree. The venue does matter in the Missouri Valley for some reason. I don't know why no team can make a shot there, but that's a good call on those unders. Yep, and with Valparaiso, you could put a magnet in the ball, have that magnet right below the rim, and they still wouldn't be able to make jump shots. So that's one that I absolutely love right there, taking a look at the under on it. Do you take this into account a little bit, Justin, with regards to all the data that you take a look at? Because I do think that there are some venues that, they lend themselves a scoring. Obviously, we're not going to be seeing any conference tournaments at Maui, but I always look at the Maui Invitationals, those good, friendly rims. They always bode very well for the over. And then I was just talking about the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament, and it feels like every single time I watch a game, it's like, and Team X is 2 of 18 from three-point range. Yeah, no, this is definitely something you want to be aware of when you investigate conference tournament plays. And I think it's uh, a unique aspect of this time of year that gives you a potential to have at least a little bit of a leg up on some of the market. Some people might not be totally aware of how it's being played, betting it anyway. I mean, it's pretty common, right? But what you can find is like spots where, okay, like maybe it's already probably accounted for but like still teams keep coming in under there's probably like sightline issues getting used to uh you know playing there especially if you have like a buy system there's always like ways that you can like take into account teams getting used to the venue so if the team has already played there and they're like playing a team that's been sitting for like a day or two uh, well that could be an advantage right they're going to know how to shoot on those rims while the other team's kind of going to be getting used to it might find yourself a spot for you know like, I don't know, maybe like a live bet the other way for that new team to get back into things a little bit once they figure it out. Uh, there are definitely angles that you can play if you understand what these teams are going up against as they try to, you know, fight for their lives and a chance to go to you know, the big dance. It, it's, a, it's a fun way to approach it for sure. It certainly is. And what else is fun is taking a look at some of these 
final regular season games as well. And Tom, we've got a good one that's going to be going down in the Big Ten on Thursday. It's the Purdue versus Wisconsin game. Myself being from the state of Wisconsin, I think that it is my contract that I bring up this game as Wisconsin is currently a four-point underdog. Dallas game, Saber 2, 127 and 128. What do you make out of this game? Because I gravitate towards the points. I don't know if Wisconsin's going to be able to pull this one off outright, but as we know, all these Big Ten venues, they're so hard to go into. And with Purdue, we've seen it time and time again where they get the outright win, but they don't cover even when the spread is as low as it is and sometimes even lower like i remember that michigan state game i think that that was a three-point line in which they won but didn't cover yeah and you're looking at purdue here and they've lost their last three on the road now so it's uh, that's a little bit concerning from a team that was rolling early on in the season you go into wisconsin you know, I got to be honest, I'm just hoping Wisconsin doesn't make the tournament so I don't have to bet against them and lose because I do that. I feel mm -hmm. like it's done it every year for the last 28 seasons. But they lost that tough game at Michigan. I think this is a nice spot for Wisconsin. You know, they do shoot a lot of threes, and Purdue is a good three-point. Uh, uh, they defend the three-point shot well. I think there's going to be more of that kind of Wisconsin, slower pace, grind it out, lower scoring game. So if you can get over a possession here in the four-point range, I think there's a little bit of value with the Badgers at home this Badgers team is just so maddening by the way I mean you just take a look at this bunch they play so slow they play just a really sad brand of basketball to say the least Justin what does what do you and the shot quality numbers make out of this Wisconsin team and this spot for Thursday because I do think that's one of the most intriguing ones on the board I very much do like this Purdue team and I think Purdue gets the outright win I could just see this being a one possession game because that's what Wisconsin does. Wisconsin would yeah, play probably a one possession game against both Purdue and Chicago State if they play against them in back to back games. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what shot quality is going to project here. We have 2.8 points uh, in favor of Purdue. So, you know, right there, it's going to be tight. It's probably going to be back and forth. There's probably going to be a big shot or two, a lot of places to the, like in the game that you can point to, Oh, if someone made this, I would have covered it. It's, it's going to be like that. Uh, I would be pretty impressed to see this one be a game that I honestly like, you know, gets decided by 10, 15 points in either direction. Uh, both teams are going to fight. We see, we've seen Purdue struggle in those, I guess, uh, adversarial Big 10 environments. What I will say is that shot quality likes the over by about six points here. We have it at 133. It's expected to be a little bit of a slower game here. I'm seeing 127 or so. Um, we like the over. I think that we're going to get a good amount of points. You're going to be able to see some scoring. Uh, we've seen just so many overs. I don't, I don't hate taking it just on principle, given how things are going. This is still the regular season. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked to see a little bit of a uh, higher uh, possession rate is what we're looking at here. Justin, growing up in the state of Wisconsin, I can tell you something about the Wisconsin Badgers. Every single time, it looks like we are going to get a low or a high scoring game from the Wisconsin Badgers. 
They come out and shoot three of 21 from three, and so does yeah, the opponent. I Every know. time. I know. I mean, 100, I don't... 127, I think, isn't isn't too much of an ask. That's all, you know? I think I think we can get to 134, 135. I still remember saying that about the conference tournament, or the <laughs> tournament game that they played against Dayton. I was just like, oh, boy, 120, and neither team got to 50. I mean, that just was Wisconsin basketball, but men that do the exact opposite, put up a bunch of points, Tom Gasali, along with Justin Perry. They do amazing work. Tom over at Action Network. Justin over at Chocolate. That's it coming up next. We talk some, talk some NBA and NFL with Megan Payton of Wager Talk here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. With the Arnold Palmer Open and the UFC 285 this weekend, head on over to Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook because Bet Rivers has you covered for every line out and boost. For those golf fans out there, Bet Rivers is the place to be for placing an Arnold Palmer Open with the top 10 insurance place a pre-tournament bet on an outright winner and the fun does not stop there as bet rivers has you covered with the ufc 285 parlay insurance and so much more check out betrivers.com or download the bet rivers app today as it's a whole new game we're back here on the greg peterson experience on visa and the sports bank network great to be joined by megan payton does absolutely tremendous work over at wager talk does a tremendous job looking at the NFL. But on top of that, I know that she loves the NBA as well. And Megan, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Hi, Greg. It's great to see you. I'm excited to talk a little NFL offseason, but we got hoops going on. So tons of NBA action. Excited to break it all down with you. Absolutely. And let's start on the NBA front with what you made out of Kevin Durant's debut with the Phoenix Suns. Because... I've been saying it quite a bit on this show. I do think that it certainly helps out the Suns. I can't necessarily buy into them being a title contender just because I do think they're trying to build chemistry in 20 games is going to be very difficult. But game number one went well for the Phoenix Suns. Certainly want to see them play a team not named the Hornets, so. Yeah, it went a lot better than I expected, Greg. Talk about rust. Not a thing for Kevin Durant. 23.6 rebounds, two assists, all over 26 minutes. And look, even when Kevin Durant wasn't playing, there was no problem for Devin Booker, who put up 37 points. DeAndre Ayton had a 16.16 rebound double-double. This Suns team really seems like they're in a good position to start winning games. Maybe it's too late right now where we're at in this season, but they're built for the long run. I mean, right now the Suns have the shortest odds to win the West at plus 230. And KD, KD's debut really couldn't have gone better, in my opinion. We're just seeing how well he's going to mesh with these stars. The Phoenix Suns right now are the team to beat. And as they sit 34 and 29, Greg, I got to say, the Suns might have a real shot at this. I do think that they've got a shot in the West just because the West, it feels like it's incredibly wide open. Both of us like the New Orleans Pelicans, but the news has gotten worse and worse on Zion and just so unfortunate there. But I take a look at the West and I do feel like it's anyone's conference. No doubt the Lakers got hurt very badly by the fact that they're going to be without LeBron James for quite a while. But I don't know if you've been able to identify one team in the West where you say, yeah, that's a team that I want to be hitching my wagon to, but I have not. 
Yeah, this t this conference is a lot more open than the East. If I had to find a lean here when we're looking at the futures market, it's going to be the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Jokic with his 100th career triple-double uh, last night. And they're right now plus 300 to win the West. It's a lot more open, but you look at just who has the best player in the West, it's going to be the Denver Nuggets. And that's kind of going to be my mindset as I approach futures market. I like the Nuggets right now. Absolutely. And a team that... Well, I would not be looking at in the futures market in the West. That'd be the San Antonio Spurs. Right now for the Thursday card, we really don't have a lot out there. There's a lot of games in which they're just off the board due to load management, what have you. Anything in terms of Pacers versus the Spurs with a total of 239.5 and, and the Spurs being a four-point favorite because I take a look at the Spurs team and, man... They're one of the few teams that have actually been successfully tanking for Wembayama this year, which is very strange to say. Well, I'd agree with you. That's what I was about to say, is the Spurs have actually <laughs> done well relative to what we expected out of them. And I'd argue that... Um, the Spurs right now, what we've seen in their pace, it's been, uh, you know, they've been able to do what they can, but Indiana turned heads early on uh, when they went 23 and 18 to open the campaign, but then they were ice cold after this. I'm going to shy away from this game as a whole because no, none of these teams are really sticking out to me. In fact, I'm looking more towards the East. And in fact, how about a big win tonight for the Boston Celtics, a rebound game for Jason Tatum. Absolutely, and the Celtics had fallen out of having that top record in the East as the Milwaukee Bucks have been able to surge with Giannis Antetokounmpo dealing with an injury. That could change a little bit, but what do you make out of the East right now? Because I do feel like the the Philadelphia 76ers, they're that clear number two, they're that clear number three team, but those top two in the Celtics versus the Bucks, I think that this is what we've got to be taking a look at in the East, and I feel like things might have been a little bit different last year if Chris Middleton would have been fully healthy. Well, that's the full story uh, with last year's games between the two, and the Bucks are on a 16-game winning streak. Giannis had 31 tonight, and the team had a season high of 26 three-pointers. Milwaukee is the team to beat, yet the Celtics still look great. Coming back from a terrible performance against the Knicks a couple nights ago, Jason Tatum with a huge game, 41 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, but more importantly, his efficiency was fantastic tonight against Cleveland Cavs. 13 of 21 Tatum was from the field, 4 of 6 from 3. And this was big for him after being ejected for the first time in his career for the Celtics to come back, finally get that double revenge spot from a Cavs team that beat them twice during this season in overtime. Boston, Milwaukee, that's what it's going to come down to me. The Philadelphia 76ers, I think that there's pretty a pretty big gap between Milwaukee, Boston, then Philadelphia. They got the job done tonight, but it's just not perfect basketball out there in Miami. We saw this evening. And you always have to fear that at the worst time, Joel Embiid is going to go down with an injury as well. That just has always been a rough situation, much like with Anthony Davis. You just never know when he's going to go down with an injury as well for the LA Lakers. And when it comes to the NFL, you always want to be dodging injury-prone players as well. And the two main quarterbacks that we are taking a look at that I feel like are going to have the biggest imprint on the futures market, that'd be Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. These two guys have been fairly fairly durable throughout their career but what do you make out of both of these situations because I just take a look at everything right now and pretty much the entire carousel of the NFL is once again centered <laughs> around Aaron Rodgers all the drama him being in complete and utter darkness and 
Well, it's a really dark situation if you're a team looking for a quarterback because you have no idea what's going on right now. Greg, it wouldn't be an NFL offseason without Aaron Rodgers at the head of the rumor mills. As Being we a Green Bay into. Packers fan, it just drives me crazy. I know. And so I know as a Wisconsin local, Greg, you can't be liking what we're seeing out of Aaron Rodgers and just the drama that he creates. Yet, I'll stay with what I've said all offseason, which is Aaron Rodgers is going to stay in Green Bay. That might be a hot take, but... Do we remember what happened last year? Aaron Rodgers was in the news again saying what's going to happen. And then he signs the biggest deal in NFL history. Aaron Rodgers is going to stay with Green Bay. And here's the reason why. It's the only true NFC contending team that wants him. You look at an AFC team that's just a conference that you don't want to mess with right now. I mean, he talked to there's rumors about him going to the Jets, potentially the Raiders. If I was Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't want to go to the Raiders, AFC West, competing against Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, hopefully a better Broncos team this year. I would stay in the NFC at all costs if I was Aaron Rodgers. And I think that this is all a little bit for show. He's got to take his time. Aaron Rodgers will be with the Green Bay Packers. As far as Derek Carr goes, now this is a bit more interesting. If I'm Derek Carr, my priority is going to be join a team that's complete, join a team that's ready to win. And that's not the Atlanta Falcons. That's not the Carolina Panthers. That's the New York Jets. The Jets seem like a perfect fit for Derek Carr. Lots of news around surrounding him earlier um, in the offseason saying that he could be a Hall of Fame quarterback if he played with the Jets. I don't know about that, but I do think that Derek Carr could be a good solution for this New York Jets team that seems to be all the way almost there, just missing a quarterback. And I feel like out of all these teams that are looking for a quarterback in the AFC, the one that I could see there being value on is the New York Jets because that defense was really, really good. If they had any semblance of a quarterback whatsoever, I feel like they could have not only made the playoffs, but they would have made a little bit of a run in the playoffs as well. I'm not sure how you view these teams that are sort of out there in limbo with their quarterback situation, but the one that I like the most right now is the Jets. Absolutely. I mean, I'm pulling up right now. The Jets team or win record going into this last season was five and a half. So just that alone of what they were able to do from last year to this year, ended the season seven and ten. They were almost there. I mean, the defense is fantastic. You talk about a running back in Brees Hall that's going to be coming back from injury that he suffered early in the season. I think that this Jets team did a great job in the draft last year. They could win if they get the right guy under center, and Derek Carr would be the guy for me. Absolutely, and I'm so glad that you mentioned Brees Hall as well because he was looking like he was on his way to being able to win a Rookie of the Year title as well. He goes down with an injury. You've got pretty much all the goods with regards to the New York Jets, so I do think that they're a team that is going to be very interesting to take a look at. The only question is, are they going to be getting Derek Carr? Are they going to be getting someone else? Or if they strike out on Derek Carr, do they decide that they want to make a trade with, oh, I don't know, the Chicago Bears and decide to make a trade there? So there's lots (laughs) of intrigue. Megan, I know that you do a great job on that front. I know that you do a nice job taking a look at the NBA, and you always do tremendous work when you join me here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Greg. Enjoy talking all different sports with you. Absolutely. Megan Payton does tremendous work over there at Wager Talk. It's always great to get her aboard. And coming next, let's dive into some college basketball. I could give you guys my DK Nation pick for this college basketball Thursday right here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Vison, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.